I love this song. Mike, it's good, no? Mm-hmm. It's so upbeat. Welcome to And Here's Modi. That was pre-recorded. I love that song. I love it. Mike, oh my God, I'm so happy you're Thank here. Thank you for Mike having Becky me. Mike Owen, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. This is my third episode of uh, And Here's Modi. And of course, uh, Periel is here. And Periel. Mike Becky Owen is here. Yes. And we, so our first episode that we did, we launched... And it didn't do crazy advertising, just put it on my Instagram, and we've already got like 600 uh, downloads or views, whatever you call it, not views, downloads, Mm -hmm. and since it hit a Jewish market, we had 600 downloads and 700 DMs and comments about (laughs) what they thought was wrong. And one of the biggest, (laughs) literally, right? It didn't, it just boom, 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 boom. Are you saying that Jewish people complain a lot? Not complain, they want- Interactions. They give you, like this, they go, I don't know if you want any advice, meaning here's some advice coming up, and and, uh, you were a star. They, so, it's kind of a Jewish, I'm Jewishy. Yes. So I, b- I was throwing around a lot of like terminology and she would stop me and she made me translate whatever's happening yeah. and uh, and people were very appreciative of that. So thank you very well, much, um, Roz. I yeah, the non-Jews I... need to know what the, this decoding That's what that I you said. have to do. Money just goes along and does it and everybody's supposed to understand right. it and people don't and a lot of people get left out. I think that's And Perio, I think you're right. Even I, though you were late today and I would have fired you. Well, but Modi no, is. She was really, late today and she brought bad coffee. I and was she's late. She, could you put sleeves on for no, the show? Why do I have to do that? Because we have. Not Yeshiva, but we have a religious ish audience that might want to not see your arms. Well, I mean, as far as I know, we're only doing this audio right now. No, we're doing it also with a video. Well, you you know, know that. They could, they could loosen up a little bit. I'm not, right. I'm not for me. It's accepting. not for me. It's not for me. I don't know. That's my joke, actually. <laughs> and here's Modi's usually it's it, I, the reason I got that is because whenever I do these shows in these religious events it's always something horrible that I follow like a movie and then I go <laughs> and then they go and here's Modi right? <laughs> and there's always like a keep a clean speech and not for me anyway Mike I want to tell you something when I was deciding whether to do a podcast or not right. you were one of the reasons why I wanted to do it I listened to your podcast and you're amazing it's such a natural gift you have for thank it thank you and it's fun and these comics are doing podcasts, letting you know with their political opinion right. about who the hell cares yeah. politi- <laughs> without a, without a punchline. Right. And you go on, and you're like, I'm gonna make fun, fun. Right. And you have fun. It's a good time. And you, it's structured. Um, I don't know if I'm ever gonna be as structured. I just I'm looking just to have fun and let people know about me or who the guests are. And and uh, and you're amazing. Thank you. I'd like to thank you for being. I think this is true. And correct me if I'm wrong, which I know you will. <laughs> I'm the first non-Jewish guest. Yes. I'm the first Catholic guest for sure. Yes. 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 That's awesome. I mean, I can't believe that. that's a big thing. It's a mitzvah. Yeah, it's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah. No, no, definitely, you, it definitely ups you when you're trying to get into heaven. And say, well, I did Modi's podcast. <laughs> I did Modi's podcast. What's a mitzvah, though? You have to tell everybody. Oh, it's a good, yeah. de- a good deed. Thank wow, you. Wow, wow. See how she's on top of that? Mm-hmm. She is? Even you ready to let that go. I was ready to <laughs> go. Like, mitzvah, I knew like, it was something important. Head, I wasn't sure what knows it was. mitzvah already. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I was confusing it with a Shabbat, which is we just take the day off. Amazing. <laughs> I guess that's what we do with a Shabbat. Just everybody, no one works or can take an elevator. Uh, what, one mitzvah I will take cre- credit for, uh, I 
Okay, at the Comedy Cellar, the way a comedian gets in, you have to have a reference right. from a, from a comedian that works there, right? And they get you to show a video or something, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, in all of my twenty six years of being at the Comedy Cellar, I've recommended three people. One died, so it doesn't really. I'm, I'm going back to two. Right, you were one of the, you were the first comic I saw performing in New York. And I said to Esty, I go, he's really good. Take a look at this comedian. And she, am I right or wrong? Mm -hmm. That's and right. You did it on the phone in front of me. In front of, I yeah. called, I said, Esty, there's a comedian, Mike Vecchione. I see him working at all the other clubs. He is great. And um, and she, she'd watch a tape and you booked. Right. And I feel like, and I, I, you know how many comics have asked me to refer them? I'm sure. I always say yes. Yeah. And I said to Esty, I, I don't know. I've never seen him. I don't know. It's your decision. Right. You were, uh, you and Mike DiStefano, yeah. remember him? Mikey D is my Mike, friend, yeah. Mikey D passed away. Yeah. He died. Yeah. It was the, cra his, he died and it was this crazy, it was, it was my, my, one of my first like real Goyish, non-Jewish funerals good he good. was laying there with the casket open and his twin brother yeah was it was right there it was yeah. the freakiest thing yeah. in the world and it was um so uh, uh, nice that went right into a funeral when well yeah i mean That's you guys went insane. funeral quick it was insane it yeah. was insane so you and then eric newman who's going to be a uh, guest eric, eric newman is great yeah, yeah he, he's open for you i saw him at uh caroline's he did a great job because a lot of times with the crowds like that they're just there to see you and the guy who's opening has a tough job because they're like the crowd is kind of like unconsciously they're going you're hindering us from seeing our guy right we just want to see our guy they, they they understand the concept of the show but it's like even even if you're funny, we're not really. We just want to see our guy. Yeah, absolutely. so Eric did a great job. He, he did a great, a great. He job, did a great yeah. job. He, he he puts them together, organizes them. A Jewish audience needs to have like a few minutes to set themselves up, <laughs> check the hearing aids, make sure each other's phones <laughs> are, open up the candies that they brought. You know, <laughs> they need that. They need that moment. You know, that that right. beat before they see the comedian. You guys need to talk about your allergies before. <laughs> yeah. But, so the first time I met you actually was you you reminded me i remember you don't remember but i, I remember because i was just starting comedy it was like 2002 i want to say is that when you did the sopranos 2002 yeah okay you did it in 2002 and uh i was doing a room in pennsylvania garbers dolly garber and steve garber who I worked for in Pennsylvania, okay. his spaghetti warehouse. But this wasn't the spaghetti warehouse. This was another room that they booked. And they were so excited to have you there. They just kept saying, we get, we got Modi, we got Modi, we got Modi. And, and it's like, you came and um, I featured for you right. and came off. And then you went on and just destroyed. And I was like, wow, this is what a real New York comic is. Oh, this wow. is what a New York comic does and is. And then I talked to you afterwards. You were very nice to me, like I said. And I was like, you live in New York? You're like, yep. Live in New York, you know, it's good. I'm like, wow, what's that like? You know, like you were telling me what it was like, very. But I was like really excited about it. You were just kind of like telling me just what it was like, kind of nonchalantly. But I was like, wow, this is that was my first taste of like a real New York City working comic coming. Oh, I'm so glad so, that was it. That's it so was great. Cool. Yeah, where it was you, great. It was a long time you, ago. Where are you from? Originally? I feel like I feel like when 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 like 20 year olds come up to me in uh, at a comedy club or some event goes, my parents watch you. My, you know, <laughs> really, really? Um, okay. Uh, 
my parents used to see you at the comedy <laughs> cellar like, the guy's 20 years old you know so you can just imagine when his parents were but uh, it's really great and listen you are uh, i it's definitely two different comedy stylings you really are a craftsman with your jokes right and whenever i see first of all whenever i see you i'm always doing well whenever i see you on some show you know when comics are like in a hotel after doing a show somewhere and you put the TV on and you see some comic that they hate or isn't funny on TV doing some show or something, you're like, oh, is this really happening? But whenever I see you sometimes, and it's usually like at a game, on, a, on one of those uh, late night shows right. doing a four minute, yeah. you kill it. Yeah. And you, you're, you, you hone your like, you're so good at that. I could never. It takes me four minutes to say hello to the audience. <laughs> no. It's a, it's a, those late night shows, what do they do? They they make you do the the best of the worst of your four minutes. Right. Right? Yeah. So you, there's a guy who who has to make up a reason for his job. So he tells you how your joke will work for this show. The chutzpah, yeah. The, well, chutzpah the whole that thing he's is telling you for them for your fans. It's like it's fitting. Chutzpah is the audacity. The audacity. Well, it's like fitting your act because we're just doing our act for in clubs or whatever. Like fitting it into that television uh, chunk that they, right. that 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 thing. That's right. what, that's what their job is, and, right. and so that's what they try to help you do to fit the fit the jokes in and it's a five minute segment and, and fit it in and go with whatever the guidelines of the show is if the show's squeaky clean squeaky clean if it's a little later and it's a little edgier it's a little no edgier. it's always there's never a curse in there and no you, never a curse you always you always kill yeah, don't it. you have to be clean for late night you do but um like when Conan was on, like Conan was a little, you could be more, you could be edgier than The Tonight Show because The Tonight Show was earlier, more mainstream. Conan was a little later, you know, so you could, you had more. What, like, what's the line? Can you curse? N you can't really curse. You can um, say F but or S. Yeah. You know? Also on this show, by the way. Uh, if a guest, if it pops out of a guest, yes. oh really? No, I just, I'm just, for, I'm in my head. Okay. If someone's listening to this with their kids, right, the car, right, they don't need to hear. They don't you need know to that. hear it. Yeah. Nobody should be listening. They don't want to hear children it. Children in the car. Wait, can we just backtrack for a second? Yeah. So, are you from Pennsylvania? No, but I lived, I lived uh, in Philly for eight years, and okay. I started comedy in Philly. Yeah. And so then that's you moved I, to New York. I moved to New York the end of 2003. Wow. End of 2003, I moved to New York. Yeah. And when did you start working at the cellar? Uh, 2007. Okay. Oh, really? 2000 something. Okay. Like summer of 2007, I believe. Yeah. It was. Uh, yeah. I just saw you, and like, I for some reason, like, you know, back in this, those days, I was one of those comics that just kept doing spots. We just right. filled our our. We just filled our. Um, our nights with spots. Right. We just there were five, six clubs that were decent. Right. Decent clubs, you know, the strip, the cellar, yeah, uh, the yeah. cellar always, the yeah. the strip, the cellar, the um, all of those clubs, and um, and we just ran around, and I was always right. like, and and we ran around. That's what really a thing ran, that doesn't we happen. Ran anymore. around. We, don't really? do, we would run around and do do the clubs. But he was already like Modi was already got when I moved already already established in the same moving around. Was I was trying Saturday. to break into the clubs. My biggest. I had an eight show Saturday night. Wow. One time. It was between Stand Up New York and the comic strip, which are across across town. So yeah. you just yeah. make sure you leave 20 minutes yeah. between the end of each set right. and you take a cab across town. Right. So you do 15 minute spot here, cut across eight with, with one show at the end at the cellar. 
at the comedy wow. cell. It was that was the craziest night of. Yeah. Uh, and then there were nights of six and five and fours. Right. And fours was a minimum on a Saturday night. Wow. And you just picked up, and it wasn't the money. It was like heroin yeah those spots were like heroin yeah. you're in front of an audience that is so primed they're in a new york city comedy club here to see a comedian i was usually the closing which at the clubs were like they give you the, the first half of like here's the best of the audience right. and then they drop a check or something or whatever they figure right, it out right, right. how they do and it it was like end of the night you could not sleep it was such it was heroin now it's more like just i take a room and we we do that and um besides that you so the, the comedy but there mode. this is um let me set the stage there's no back back then there's no youtube there's no twitter it's a different landscape so the right. clubs are everything you know, and there's not even that many rooms. Now there's all kinds of rooms, all kinds of bar shows. That wasn't a thing, really. So it was, um, you know, when I first moved here, it was like break into the clubs, sit in the back of the clubs, the Boston Comedy Club when yeah. it was around, which is right wow. around the corner from I the cellar. I remember that place. Comics ran the weeknights, so you had a chance to get on. Yeah. You would go sit in the back of the club and see if you could get, I'd go to an open mic first, go to the Boston, see if I could get on. If I could, cool. If not, then you go to the cellar and hang out with the pros. And that was the night, you know what I mean? And hanging out in the back of clubs, watching the guys who were doing it, and trying to break in. Thank God I didn't have to go through that. I want to say, because I wouldn't have. God set me up. No, no. God set me up in a very, very, which God said, no, this is your, this is your course. Well, Jesus set me up, but which I guess what, you're which, Jewish. Which is why you are where you are, <laughs> which is why you are where you are. If God, if the Jewish God would have right. taken care of you. God of Abraham, better, let's just say it. I was it. super lucky. I, first of all, I was in investment banking. I was in banking. Okay, you were? For Merrill Lynch. And my friend said, you got to do these impressions you did on stage. And they were over the top impressions. Uh, and not impressions, characters. What impressions? They were these characters of the people I worked with, and they were over the top. So right away, I got, I did a few shows at Stand Up New York, and back then it wasn't like as nice as it is now. It was a real. You remember that? What? A, yeah, it was gritty. And it, it was, was packed. Gritty, it was packed and out. The owner didn't even care about yeah. it because he was busy doing his Frank Sinatra yeah. show. Remember? And so then. I did shows at the comic strip live, and now that room was uh, that room is on fire. It it's was. like a psh, it's boom, yeah. and I was doing these over the top characters. Solution, who was booking the room at the time, Zechariah uh, Levracha of Blessed Memory, uh, put me on to clothes, and then I just got stronger and stronger. And All the right. characters were huge, huge, and uh, and then I was getting booked, and then I did a show in the Catskills. Some guy saw me in the castle and told, you have to call Esty. And he put it together. And then what happened with Esty was, um, I called up and I thought I was going to get in there with the Hebrew. I spoke to her in Hebrew. Hi, my name is Shema. She goes, Nobody what are you looking for? What, what, what do you want? What do you want? She would not give it to me on the Hebrew. <laughs> she would not. I was like, Lon, you say comedy. I'm making comedy. She goes, no. Send me your tape. Let me see it. Luckily, I had this amazing tape. Right. A, a, a VHS tape. Yes. A VHS yeah. tape, and she brought me in. There were two things she loved, and she just wanted to hear those live. I did it, and I got in. And back then, the cellar wasn't the cellar. Yeah. 
Back then, it wasn't. It's it was the seller, but right. there wasn't nine shows. Right. An, it was one show that began at nine right. and may have ended at two, yeah. unless the comedians at the end felt like going right. all the way. I got deep. in at the tail end of that, so yeah. I, I remember the half breaks. I remember one room. So if you got booked there, it's one room, two shows on on a weeknight. So if you got spots, this is a big. It was huge to get. I mean, it's still huge to get it's spots, still huge. but there's not. If, but but first, getting spots was very very difficult. Back very then. difficult to get spots. Not not that it's easy now. No no, it's not, not that easy, it's easy now. now. There's more rooms now. And yeah. then and but, but but some of the spot you got either a paid spot or a meal spot. See, I wasn't there for that. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes they paid you or they gave you it, the meal was for free. Right. And that was and listen, sometimes the room only had five people in it. Right. Oh, so wow. it was yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And then I was hosting for a while. Right. I was hosting which was uh which makes you a strong comic. Yeah, I did that too. When it you was, get in there, you, it's yeah. like you're opening and a, then, like, like, I for a while. I knew that had to end at one point. Right. And I remember the night it ended. The night I when you hosted back in those days, you you had to keep the show running. Right. If a comic didn't show up, all of a sudden you're doing 15 minutes in the middle of the show. Right. Um, if some comic bombed, you had to just get them back up. Right. If you you need to keep the show, they need to like you. They need to know that okay, this comic's done. Hey, we're gonna see Modi again. Yeah. So they're into it. And then, but it was a lot. You had to keep back then. You kept time of the you, the track of the time. You also paid the community. They would give you the money oh, to pay. They wow. remember those? You, no, I wasn't there for that, but I was there after that. They gave you like that. a 420s and you had to give it to it. And you had to remember who you gave it to or didn't. Hilarious. And um, and then one time I gave Russ Meneve the light a little too early. Yeah. He was right. I probably just wanted to get the show going and move, so I maybe gave it to him at nine minutes instead of twelve minutes, which is a big thing. Yeah, yeah, big yeah it's thing. a big thing. Yeah, people don't understand that, right. you know. Well, say, and, say we're and, giving and the he was too. so upset. He was so upset, and screamed at me in that little hallway. And that's when I said, "Oh wow, this is my last week hosting." And I called SD. I said, "I will no longer be hosting. I'm available for spots." And that was my last, that was my end of, but listen, Tom Papa hosted, Godfrey used to host, yeah, yeah. Artie still hosts yeah, because yeah. he's made for it. Right, right. But that was, um, that was, it makes you, when you're on the road, especially me, when I'm doing shows, again, in places where comedy's not meant to be done, right. there's nothing that can come at you yeah, that you yeah. can't handle. Some guy choking, yeah. a waiter coming in, right. you can handle all of yeah. it because of what that, The you've become a New York comedian. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you get tough. You get tough yeah. from that. That's really interesting, but you really do learn that hosting though. Your 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 friends, the co your cohorts who are there. And I understand it too from the other side, but if you cut people's time or something like that inadvertently, like I was new and nervous and whatever yeah. and, and you, you, you you're trying to keep the show on time, so you cut here, you cut a little there, people get pissed. And I understand it from the other side too, because I'm I, I would get pissed too, where it's like I'm getting lit early. It's like, hey, I you know, I need I'm not here for the money. Right. You know, yeah, I'm here to grow. Them. So it's like, I'm gonna, I need this to grow. I need this this time to grow and, and try stuff. So, so you know, it get, I see it from both sides. But yeah, I'm always trying to be polite to the host. And then if something goes wrong or it's like I go over, I go, I take the responsibility for that. If there's a problem, like, I'll take the, that's not your fault. 
Right. Yeah. Right. right. So basically, when you're on stage, you get a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. and then somebody lights you right. a couple of minutes before you're right. done, so you know that you need to wrap up. Right. Like, that's right. how shows are. Yeah. Right. The that's show's about an hour and fifteen hour yeah. and twenty whatever it is, and there's like everybody five gets comedians. fifteen. Yeah. You get fifteen minutes, and, you and gotta, the host does time up front. Yeah, and of course, you know, look, you're having the time of your life, and you're thinking, wait, I should stay on because you, you obviously you know that you're a part of a show. You need to get off, otherwise, right. you know. Although some people are allowed to stay on long, depending on who you are, right? Uh, look, if Dave Chappelle comes in yeah. out of nowhere, if right. Chris Rock comes in, no right. one's gonna, no one's going to give them the light. Right. Well, no one's going right. to give them the light. Right. So, but they're they're even conscious. They're conscious. Yeah, of, they know they're a part of the I, show. Yeah, yeah. I was at the cellar a couple of weeks ago, and Chris Rock was on stage, and Mike Yard was hosting. And um, I guess Chris had told him to give him the light. Um, yeah, right. Or then somebody was like, "Okay, light him," and Mike goes. I better not fuck this up. Like he's like he better really want this life because if I get a phone call from SD later being like, "Why the hell did you give Chris Rock right. the life?" Right, right. Uh, now we have to bleep your words. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Um, uh, you get three chances. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't. I wasn't even aware that I um, said a bad. But word. Mike and I also bonded besides comedy for a while. Uh, there was this. Uh, Keith Robinson. Keith set, Robinson set us up with this with this boxing guy, right? And uh, we would all go in and do the class. So he was, was training, I think, Will, and then Keith somehow got in on, it, and so he just started he started uh, training multiple guys. You know, Keith was in, Will was in, and Will uh, Sylvans, Keith Will, Robinson. Yeah, he was training Amy Schumer. Yes, uh, Rachel Feinstein. Right. And at one point, we, we had a class. Right. So we had with, a, we ended up just having a class, a class of, of like five uh, or six, of five or six comedians, and we were great. And um, I loved boxing. Yeah. And um and it just hurt my hand at the end. So, but I was there for three years or two years. Yeah, ago. you were there long. I was there like right. you would do one or two a week. Right. I was there three. Four yeah, you times would do every day a week. Yeah. And let, but when you boxed, you had that angry boxing. Yes. You had the trying to do damage. No, no, no. You, I was there. You can tell I'm there to lose weight, yeah. burn calories. I'm not looking to hurt anybody. Yeah. Or get in the spying. Right. He goes, you, you, you guys want to spot? I go, no, I don't want to spot. I don't need a <laughs> thing across my face. But you, you used to punch like, like that you're punching your childhood yes you were like one of those type of like yeah anger. i had to get it, it out anger aggression it was aggression anger. i had yeah. to get it out but it was so uh cool because it was such a it's such an eclectic group of comics uh eclectic are your fans going to understand that eclectic do you I, um, I translate so. that no I, let's let's hope it's that a ubiquitous group of yeah. anyway um nice. we go down there and it's like we're uh, an eclectic group and and we're all trained together. And I'll tell you something right now. Like, you figure, oh, it's a class, whatever. But Steve Frank, I'm going to give him a shout out. Yeah, yeah Steve he, Frank. Steve was great. He's a professional boxer. Yeah. So he was training us, and it was really – I wrestled. I wrestled in high school. I wrestled a little bit in college at a great program. And I, I got to say, it was very, very tough. Like, his train, the training that he gave us was very, very tough. Yeah. And everybody did it. Rachel did it. Marina did it. Dan Natterman showed up for a while. Ryan Hamilton. Right. Oh, that's hilarious. And the guys that showed up are like, oh my God. It's like, but they were tough. They were mentally tough to but get we, through that workout. 
and I was I was there. I would leave. I would be there. Would be um, uh, water in my shoes. Right. I was crazy right. into it, and it was amazing. And Marina still, I think, does with him online. Yeah. Uh, but it was uh, it was. And listen, in the time flew because don't forget you have five comedians working out. And we would just make fun of each right, other right, as right. we go yes. on. It, we were hyster- hysterical. There were some lines you had that I'm not saying on the podcast because they just do a hell- It was so funny. It was just... Um, and how about Keith complaining? I, Steve's like, okay, now you got to do lunch. Ah, oh, come on. Come on, man. And once in a while, we'd br- some like young, brand new comedian would come in and Keith would be like, come on in. You draw him with those. Come, you know, some right. guy he saw us on, on the road somewhere. And right. the, ki- the kid be coming in and he'd be like with five of us, right, and the kid, like in between the breaks, would be doing push ups or right. something. And kid goes, You're infuriating me with your extracurricular work. If I see you doing a push up, I'm gonna punch you right in your face. He'd be all upset with the guy that's just doing a little bit. I mean, the kid's like 19 years right, old, right? Just, right, yeah. But it was really great because afterwards we shower, and sometimes that we'd go like on Fridays, we go to the comedy cellar and we'd eat, we'd walk because yeah. it was downtown. So we'd walk to the comedy cellar, we'd all have, we'd all have uh, lunch afterwards, and it was like a, it's like a nice thing. Sometimes you get so caught up in comedy, it's nice to know each other outside of comedy, right? You know, I, I've mean? never been one of those like comedians that, which is you know. Uh, I was hung out with the other comedians right. that much. Right. I, 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 at the at the table at the cellar, yes. At the right. comedy cellar, we all hung out. And right. Very good and t- but never like, hey, let's go on vacation together. Even go right. see a movie together. Right. Once in a while, a dinner somewhere. To, you know, went with Jim Norton and, and Colin Quinn one time, a few times to, to, for a dinner and all that. But I, I, it's like, um, it's it's very very nice. And then another time, I was happy. Another thing, I remember this. We did a show one time. So now, okay, at the Comedy Cellar, if you're on, I go down to watch. I want to see what joke you're working on. Right. How it's because I just comics you watch. There's certain comics that, that when they're on, all the comedians go. David Tell. If David right. Tell's on. Everyone's down, down there down watching watch. yes. him. It's just a thing. And then, but you, if I'm there, you're on. I'll go. Right. Stick my head and have right. fun. And so we know each other's acts from the Comedy Cellar. One time we got booked. At Alpine Country Club, <laughs> one of the richest country clubs in 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 the tri-state area, if not like the in all the golf clubs. Right. And Caroline's Comedy Club is going to do Caroline's on Broadway at Aspen oh, Comedy Club. Right. So they booked me, yeah, Mike Vecchione, right, Ryan Hamilton, and then some other guy who's a, kind of a member, but kind of does comedy right, right. and he was the host and these guys have seen me do my, my regular comedy seller act they've right. never seen me do when i perform for 60 and above rich jews which is what that audience was right. and you guys went on and how would you describe your sets well i would say um <laughs> i would say it was um struggled but pulled it out i would say that no, you 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 got through. We got through. You earned your check. Yes. You did not have fun. No. You did not have fun. No. They didn't really they didn't place you how this works with them. <laughs> it was a struggle, not fun, but um yeah, it was, was a struggle. What why was it a struggle? Because it's like uh with shows, you have when you start your act, you have momentum. 
Like you get a laugh, it rolls into the next thing, and that's fun when you when you start. And that's usually how it goes. You know what I mean? You're doing a joke, unless you're doing all new material, which we weren't. You know what I mean? You do a joke, you get a laugh, it rolls into the next one. You get another, laugh, it rolls. You just keep rolling, and there's there's momentum. There was no momentum on this Nothing. for 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 me anyway. It was like a laugh and a stop, and then it's like okay, restart. A laugh and a stop. Okay, then a restart. It's like, hey. all right, well, this is gonna. And we were only doing twenty because he was closing. And Ryan Hamilton went on, right? And Ryan's like a character. Right. He's just like adorable, goyish, yeah, and clean, and clean, very and funny, yeah, brilliant, adorable. yeah, very very yeah. funny. They didn't buy the character, really. They didn't buy the character. Like we're not. Nah, we get it. You're doing this thing. Maybe you're sweet, but you're maybe not that sweet. But we don't. And then I walked on stage. Yeah. And you guys never saw my borscht capades. Right. You never saw my 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 act for this audience. And I remember Brian was like, "Yes, give it to them, kill them." He was like, <laughs> "No, you really." He really. Modi went on and really just like took the room over. I saw like a, it, there's an energy shift where it's like he took the room over, and I'm like, "Wow, that's really something." Because we were like struggling, going joke to joke and whatever. He just comes on with the energy and took the room over and I was like wow that was really I mean really turned it because even though it was called Caroline's Comedy Club at Aspen Golf Club yeah. it, it's not it's right. Aspen Golf Club really rich Jews that's who you have right, to right, right. over right. 60 years and old you, you that's that. your know your audience exactly right it's not right. it's not a regular comedy they're like hey we're it's like we're at a comedy club without being at a you're not you're in a club that you pay crazy amounts of money right. and you're in and it's in in comedy there's a big dynamic of of where you if you're in a comedy club you're the comedian mm -hmm. it's your place it's like right. you go, a law firm. You're a lawyer. Right. You're, this is your place. Yeah, it's interesting. When you're at, when you're at a theater, it's neutral. Right. Their their audience. You're the you're the star, and right. that's what it is. It's neutral. When you're in their turf, this is their golf club right. that they pay mm. and complain and and now you're on their turf. Right. It's a different dynamic. Well, it's an interesting thing. I think I texted you afterwards because there's such a differentiation and we were all struggling and then he went on and just took it over. And I, I it's your, whatever, I know it's your audience, but it's like there's something in that going up when the energy's a certain way and completely taking it yeah. over and changing the energy. There's something very valuable in that as another comic, just watching it going, oh, Oh, this is it's not this is not about the the jokes. This is not about what you're doing. It's about going up there and just taking it over with your energy. And right. that's what you did and it's like yeah. it was really something. I remember I texted you afterwards. I'm like, "Holy, that was glad to leave or something." Right. I, but right after, so I texted him. I'm like, "That's really something, man." Yeah, really something I to watch. I, I've always said, I mean, I just started doing comedy a few years ago mm -hmm. and I've always said that I think it's one thing to be able to get up there and make people laugh and tell a few jokes, right. but there the art seems to really lie in being able to do that. To dig yourself out right. and to bring everybody back yeah. is really incredible to to watch. It's it's from being a comedian to being a performer. Right, right. It's a bit that's the difference. And right. that that happened to me in the Catskills. Right. When I thank God I was I talked about in the other show that I my I, I caught the tail end of the Catskills. Right. And that really helped me do that. 
Um, there's something there's something to be said about like uh, staying in the pocket. You know what I mean? Like uh, you're, you you go up there and you're trying to get them and they're not on board with you and you keep working them and working them and working them. But you don't deviate. You don't pander to them. Right. You stay with what you're doing and you keep coming at them with your energy and you're shifting and you're, you keep moving, but you're staying in the pocket and you keep going after them. It's some, that's a skill. I don't think, I think it's a skill that's. Um, going out of style, really, mm -hmm. because yeah. every, people have YouTube followings and now. They people have are attention coming. span of a, of a crack baby. Right. These these little second, uh, uh, not Instagram, that whole. TikTok? TikTok. TikTok. The <laughs> uh, TikTok, that the, the kids have, people just trained now to have zero attention. Yeah. yeah. That thumb is yeah. just going. Swipes. You know. Anyway, I want to tell you, I, 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 I'm glad you like my, I, I am so impressed with the way you do your podcast. Oh, I did your you. podcast once. Yes. Super, super um, organized. Like right. everything they told me, you have to have a thing where you do this with them and then you have to do that. When you, I get, let me just talk to them. And the, the only thing I do have is I have a question I like to ask, who's your rabbi? Which is which is who's your guru, who's your teacher, who do you look up to for spiritual, comedic like advice? Right. Who who would if I had a guess. Right. David Tell. Comedically, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because uh he's in my opinion, he's a top guy. He's a guy we all like go down and watch, we all look to. So he's one of the He's one of those guys, yeah. Everyone that you, says that. He's, Everyone he's about. He's the. Yeah. He's, he's the rebbe. He's the rebbe. Yeah. yeah. He's the rebbe of of current the current comedy. Right. He's so dedicated to comedy. Yes. If you all of a sudden had this great joke and you killed that night, you couldn't believe that joke worked, and you were like, you had one new joke that night, and then you watch him do eight minutes about something that just happened that morning. It's hilarious. And you're just like, wow. I That's really nowhere. a thing that you're Isn't saying. It? It's Isn't like you'll it? come off stage and go, you know what? I murdered. I'm pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty special. Yeah. Why is it not? Like, I'm I'm not appreciated. A new joke. I'm really new... something. Yeah. I'm really talented. And then he goes on and just murders with eight <laughs> minutes that he just thought of that you've never heard before. They're 15. The whole thing is new. And you're going, and he's murdering on another level. On where another the point, level of murdering. Where the point is that the crowd leaving forgets that you were on <laughs> like they're no, just he's you... just destroying and and with new material and stuff that's making comics gut laugh yeah yeah we're in the back gut laughing and it's like uh it's a very special thing and, and and i think i'm not special in the fact that i look up to him a lot of us do you know if you're a joke guy and whatever just it's really something it's really unbelievable but colin quinn is one of those guys also yeah. that i, I yeah. don't see as much uh, as uh, a tell but every time i see him i'm gut laughing yeah you know what I mean? gut la it, it's a very yeah. you, know, you know how i i make the the material so amazing for like i uh, connect to self i forgot the word he's self-aware yeah and self kim and colin yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like Almost, I make it like here. Here's how you view it. He's like, here's how I view it, and you see what I look like, so you know how I'm seeing it. <laughs> right. You know, it's Dave. When Dave walks on, those of you who don't know David, tell you should. Yes. Um. He's looks like uh, uh, there's, a, there's a an oversized hoodie with a baseball hat, a beard, 
a, a coffee mug like this and <laughs> and, and cigarettes he, and yeah and cigarettes and he's just so self-aware always has like three jokes about what he looks like right you know right. look like the guy who's um who who runs the ride at the fair <laughs> uh, it, and you're just like okay he's completely self-aware right. he knows that we understand what he looks and then he just on another level on another level and stuff that you don't see coming he like did a like Christmas a, show once. He went out, he came in to, to 10 minutes. The audience was mesmerized. They couldn't believe, like, and then, I mean, I did my thing, but he was just insane. So he, and you also, there's a breed of comedians that I guess open for him or mm -hmm. watch him a lot. Mm -hmm. They kind of take his cadence. Yeah, I don't, I, I stopped wa stop watching because of that. When somebody told me that, I was like, okay, I got to stop watching. I, I didn't tell you that. Yeah. But there's, no, but you can fall into that pattern. Exactly. You can fall into it with anybody, and it's like if you keep if you keep watching, and and you're you need friends to be like help you be aware of it. Also, you got to be like, oh, I got to stop watching them. It's know? like, oh, is that what da 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 da? da? Oh, and, like, you <laughs> yeah. know, and you see comedians like, especially the, when they go on the road with right, him, right. you see him come back, and all of a sudden they have that cadence, right? Yeah, What's yeah, that's a thing you got to be aware called? of. Sorry, oh, it's called uh, Mike Vecchione investigates. Oh, that's a great thing. Yes. And so it's, it's my name. It's and hysterical. It's and I have a new one um, uh, called Macaroni Rascals. What are you investigating? Is it like a different topic? A different person, a different topic. We le I leave it open purposely because sometimes we're investigating a topic and sometimes we're investigating a person who's on. So Modi did uh, No Disrespect, which was an old version of that podcast I did with Justin Silver. Okay. So it was Justin. great. But um but this is a new you thing. make it's it look so on. easy and you are you had we i listened to full in full mm -hmm. your july 4th podcast you had a character i don't not a character a human human being, being a guy who is who's a, a real thing bobby haha -ha. and he is he's older yeah He's gay. gay. He's a veteran. Veteran. He does your Former. man on the street right. thing. Right. Right. And he interviewed these people, and he himself is just a funny. But Mike always had a line, a line, a line, and you not rehearsed. It, genius how you do it well it's great because he does interviews but he's asking questions but he's kind of telling them he's an alpha guy he's like telling them he's like oh, this is great isn't it and they go yeah he goes, yeah it's great right it's like great interview style really pulling it out of them bobby but he's hilarious he's I a hilarious bobby human being. Ha -ha. that's such a great it's name such a great, great name, name. Yeah. and he's such we a unique were googling guy. him the yeah. whole ride right bobby haha -ha, bobby haha -ha, comedian bobby bobby comedian bobby mike you there's no pictures you right. nothing about no. this guy no website. He's Kaiser no Sose, man. He's in the wind. That's amazing. That's, that's what's great about him. It's great. Yeah. What else are you doing besides these podcasts? <laughs> so Mike Vecchione investigates Macaroni Rascals I'm excited about because it's me and Greg Stone. We're both Italian comedians. And uh, the Macaroni Rascals name came from the Jersey Shore. The Jersey Shore wanted to air in Europe, but people in Europe don't know what the Jersey Shore is. So they called themselves the Macaroni Rascals. Oh, oh my that's hysterical. It's really funny. So that we, we, we have that. We'll call the Macaroni Rascals, and it's pretty – we just go back and forth, and uh, Greg is a very funny guy. And um, so that and um, – hey, Hold on. He's not that – Leo's dying here. It's not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen him laugh as hard. <laughs> what is, he's uh, dying. I think right Leo's here. doing his ab workout. <laughs> oh, hilarious. Uh, Leo's ripped. It's like saying – it's like they, they wanted to do a show about like some Jewish thing in America. Right. The, the, the landlords. The, yeah. 
<laughs> um, the dreidel ferrets. <laughs> the <laughs> but no, it's uh, it's pretty great. And uh, I'll tell you what, for your listeners, because I know it's um, Jewish heavy. I went to Israel right before the the pandemic. Wow! And I, seriously, one of my favorite. I'm a one of my favorite trips. It was unbelievable. We stayed in Tel Aviv, which is a cosmopolitan city, and then we went to the religious parts and um, and we did theaters. And I was just. First of all, I was shocked there's so many Americans there. Yeah. Like they understood all the references, they got everything, and it was religious, so you had to be clean, which was fine, but they were like unbelievable audiences. They were so, so good, man. And um, I, we did the tours during the day. Um, Avi Lieberman, shout out to Avi Lieberman because he put it together. Comedy for Kobe um, uh, tour, and uh, he took us through, uh, and it was really something man just, so, just some more re reference to what he's talking about yeah. so for my audiences <clears throat> there's a comedy tour that goes through israel it's for kobe mandel foundation it's a, a kid that was um a part it was an accident of a of a terrorist victim and then they do an avi lieberman this comedian who runs the tour and brings right. in always one jewish comedian a non-jewish comedian himself and like either a, a, some other like comedian right where it could be jewish not jew but maybe a, a, a woman right. uh, black asian just so it'd be a mix right now the audience you're performing for it's called the anglo-jewish community of israel okay which are jews who are like yes israel we have to live in israel we must and they all move to israel right and they get like oh my god we live in israel <laughs> is this happening and then all of a sudden, English comedy from America comes. Like, yes, anything but Hebrew. And they go out and they, they love it. Right. And, and I've did, I did the tour twice and now I just do on my own. Right, right. I just you do, figure you do, I just do on my own in there. And, right. um, and then and the, and for all the comedians that aren't Jewish, on Saturday, on the Holy Sabbath, he sets you up with a tour. It's awesome for all the non-Jewish things. They right. go see, and this is where Jesus did his thing, and this That's is where nice. Jesus did that yeah. thing. And then, I love that because he, uh, Avi, really he does agree. He t took us. He's like anything you want to do. He's like it's part of it. If you want to do it during the day, if you want to sleep during the day, it's up to you. But I was on with Andy Pitts, who's great. Mm -hmm. He's a great comic, and Godfrey. Oh wow! Okay, so it's us three. Andy Pitts had his wife and kid there, so he hired a tour guide. Very Jewish thing. <laughs> he hired his own tour guide and did it during the day with his family. And Avi took me and Godfrey. Me and Godfrey did all the stuff during the day, and it was fantastic. We ate a lamb sandwich. I mean, we went back to the place a couple of times the because food, it was so yeah, good. The food, the and um, off the, the uh, Friday was the Friday meal. Shabbat dinner. Shabbat, Shabbat dinner. Yeah. He, he, we had a Shabbat dinner at the hotel in Tel Aviv. And I got to say, the bread alone. I mean, man cannot live on bread alone. Those of you I who haven't to differ. been to Israel. It's un, the bread yeah, is so good. Food, and I just wanted to stuff the bread with prosciutto, <laughs> which is Italian ham and provolone. Everything that's against all of your traditions. I wanted to stuff the bread. It, it would have been the best sandwich. The sandwich would have been heaven. I mean, it would have been paradise, oh, that sandwich. Hilarious. But that bread is so good. And the food was uh, delicious. It blew me away well, how good Italians it was. Well, the Italians and the Israelis have a lot in common, I think. I love it. Yeah. The olive oil, yeah. 
Yeah, the Mediterranean the food, diet. The fresh, yeah. the, fre- the fresh so vegetables, good, the man. cheese. It's not Italian and Jews. It's Italian and Israelis. Israelis. Yes, Did yes, I yes. say Jews? I meant Israelis. I, I, no, I may have heard, you may have said Israelis and yeah. I just heard Jews and like we do not have a lot in common no. with them. Yeah. No, no. But the Israelis and the Italians yeah. have a lot in Absolutely. common. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Christ stuff, like you mentioned, the tour of where yeah. Christ was crucified. I went and it's really funny because I did all my Christmas shopping that year in Israel. Amazing. I bought, for my mother, I bought her cro- I bought all this stuff from the, from the street vendors and brought it all back, rosaries, all this stuff. But um, very meaningful as growing up as a Catholic where Christ was crucified, the, wa- the wall, the wailing wall, touching it, people putting um, prayers in receipts, the wall. Receipts. <laughs> so we put the receipts in there. Returning their items. Can I, can I, get, can I, can I write this off? Can I write this off? They put it in. But I, I'll tell you what, at the wall, like when everybody was touching and you have all these different, you have Africans, you have Asians, yeah. everybody's there, touching the wall and praying is very beautiful. Even if you're not a religious person, it's very, very touching to to see that and to be a part of it. Yeah. Did so. you do the tunnel tour where you go underneath where the wall is and you come out on Via de la Rosa where... Jesus carried the cross? No, I don't think we did No, that. okay. Next, but, next um, time. Next, next time. time. Next time. <laughs> but I definitely do want to go back there because yeah. it was really... It's a magical um, place. It it's really, really is. something. No, it's and, and the tradition, it, it, it's meaningful to me because, you know, I grew up Catholic and, you know, in a church. So all of that stuff was... The, the shows were great and the people were wonderful, but the tour during the day was especially meaningful to me and I really enjoyed the whole thing. And it's... it's um It's... Uh, it's it's really for all the religions. So I, I, I'm a big believer in mikvah. That's the uh, spiritual bath. You immerse yourself in pure water, right. mayim chaim, w- water of life, and right. it's. Um, I love it. Ocean is good. Like running stream, anything that's fresh water and snow. I, I'm a big believer in mikvah. Now, one of the biggest mikvahs is is un- in in a stream that runs underneath the wailing wall where the temple used to be. Right. And in the Jewish world, that's where the priests used to go immerse themselves before they did the work. In the Christian world, it's where Jesus, so where Jesus used to heal people with the blind or whatever he did, right. or make the wine into water, wh- right. whatever he, that was his thing. And the Arab have another whole story for it. So, I, so now you have to know where to go to this. It's in the Arab section, mm-hmm. it's behind, Ir David, the, the city of David, I'm there. And the guy that's kind of like holding the, 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 the chain to let you in, he sees me. I wasn't wearing a yarmulke, so he was like, uh, oh, this is where Jesus hit the... I'm like, I'm not... Okay, okay. Oh, this is where Muhammad... Did it. I'm like, no, no. He goes, oh, you're here. This is where the priest... Whatever... He, he had a selling pitch. <laughs> whatever story. Whatever story to he match had it up. for you. And that really shows you like the diversity of what... Right. Of that whole but country. I love that everybody's got their own section. Yeah, everybody's got their own section. It's it's really something. The Greek Orthodox, didn't the Greek Orthodox? They have one. The Armenian, yeah, the Greek Orthodox. Yeah. The right. everybody has their little thing. Yeah, yeah. it's it's an, it's an it's an unbelievable city. I mean, city Jerusalem, and right? Jerusalem, it, the, the country is just. And the food, it's, it's an, pretty great. Level. And Tel Aviv was, I, I like the difference between like a Jerusalem and Tel Aviv. Oh, Jerusalem's yeah. very religious, yeah. the, the religious cities. And then uh, Tel Aviv is very like cosmopolitan, you know, not as religious. It's an incredible place because you really see like this East meets West. Like it's the most, I mean, it's as modern as New York City right. and as sophisticated as New York City yeah. and any other. Right. And it's also this old world of like thousands. 
Leo the, said it was like um, when he, we, we were in Tel Aviv. He said Tel Aviv is like if Miami and New York City had a baby, that would be <laughs> Tel Aviv. Yeah. And we have to start wrapping this up. I cannot yeah. thank you enough for doing no, this. Thanks for having me. Man. You are amazing. Thank and you, podcast buddy. and comedy. Those of you who don't know, Mike Vicchion, please. Let them know how to. Oh, know comic you. Mike V. Please, uh, I have a long Italian last name that I don't expect anybody to remember, but I've been saying it at the end of shows now and getting more followers on Instagram, Twitter. Um, comic Mike V at Comic Mike V. Please follow. Me. Comic Mike V. Yeah, and um, his jokes are amazing. He's amazing. His energy's great. I I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Thank you, buddy. I'm a fan, and I'm. And now I'm in your. I'm looking up to you with podcast wise. Yeah, well, I want to have you back on my new podcast. I know you're busy with this and it. stuff, but I'd like to have you back on. Yeah, and as for me, investigate Modi, uh, Modi underscore live on uh, Instagram, ModiLive.com. Now, most important thing, my tour is uh, is starting, and uh, please, please, the, the, please let your friends know about it. It's going to be in Atlanta, Houston. Uh, Fort Lauderdale, Port Washington, Long Island, and Chicago. And tickets are already going on sale, and it's been great. But uh, in my bio is the link to the tickets. And um, let your friends know. If you have a friend in Atlanta, a friend in Houston, in Gullis, in the di- di- diaspora, let them know. <laughs> Gullis. Wow. <laughs> let them know about the tour. It's going to be amazing. Um, and... Uh, and that's it. I, I really appreciate all the DMs and the comments people are giving us about this. And it's helping me figure out the podcast. And thank you all for viewing. Thank you again. Thank you, Periel. Thank you. And uh, that's it. Thank you.